you are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined, as always, by Adam Mattis. Adam, how pumped are you about future all-star starter Alex Caruso? Oh, man, that was the intro. I thought you were going to go something funny or interesting or exciting. <laughs> that was creative. all three of them. I thought, I thought there was going to be something good there. That was it, huh? That was. I mean, we we have we have plenty of funny, exciting, interesting things ahead of us when we talk about the Cavaliers beating the Detroit Pistons, but <laughs> <laughs> enthralling, yes. Overtime, no less. OT. We do actually have a ton of interesting stuff to get to. There were a couple really good games tonight. There were the Minnesota Timberwolves beating the uh, Portland Trailblazers in what could be a game that really matters come playoff time when we're trying to figure out which teams make it into the playoffs. Russell Westbrook made his triumphant return to Oklahoma City and uh, put up stats in a loss. It was great. It was just like old times. And then uh, and then the uh, Sixers beat the Boston Celtics. So we're going to really quickly go through the games here in the first segment. Second segment, we have to break down this Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Durant Twitter feud, Twitter beef, whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to, to call it. Tweet. We have to. Yeah. And then finally, uh, as we have been doing the last few weeks, we are going to power rank something. This time it was my turn to come up with the idea. We are going to power rank the players who best represent their current teams. So fun stuff all ahead. Let's start here with the Sixers beating the Celtics. Al Horford remains undefeated in this series, I believe, between the Celtics and the 76ers in regular season play, I think. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good stat. What's your your level of confidence, would you say, on that? (laughs) You know, it started a lot higher than it finished. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. That was a classic (laughs) Anthonyism. And now for a stat I definitely did not check. (laughs) So uh, the Sixers beat the Celtics without Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid looks like is probably going to miss some time here. Got I hands. think so. I, I think so. The language on the will be re- reevaluated in two weeks or whatever. That I, I, Look, it, it's definitely concerning, especially for a Philadelphia team that I think everybody agees is talented enough to win a championship. But just something's off about them. Doesn't quite fit. Or, Multiple things, and now you take out you know x amount of weeks of, for them to sort of figure that out. It's uh, that's a tough break. That's a um, really, 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 really tough break for Philadelphia. But you wouldn't have known it by tonight. Yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say. So this was something that I'm. I, I I found myself thinking over the course of that game between Boston and Philly was that I wonder to what extent signing Al Horford had to do with Joel Embiid's availability. Like just consistently being available, and and this being, yeah. you know, some because the fit isn't perfect, right? Yeah, the the fit isn't great. So sure. I I found myself wondering, is this as much a plan B as much it was? This might raise our ceiling a little bit. Well, you forgot the most interesting wrinkle to that is that Al Horford has been the Embiid stopper for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Like that's the guy Embiid couldn't get over. So some another sort of. We can call it like, uh, you know, side shoot of all of this was that they eliminated one sort of competitor for him. But I don't think that was at all the intention when they signed him. I don't think that was the thought process. I think it was just he's a really good player and we'll take really good players that want to be here. But here's an interesting little thing. 
people, myself included, have sort of been growing towards the conclusion that Simmons and Embiid maybe aren't perfectly compatible, or they are mm-hmm. compatible, but it might be easier to build around one of them than than both of them. Just you know, maybe you can utilize your talents elsewhere or your money elsewhere. What if Al Horford's really good? Last last year when Ben Simmons ran the show without Embiid, it, 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 it's some very very mixed results. But what if now with Horford in yeah, the mix? Yeah, what if it works? What if with Horford in the mix, you start going on runs? And maybe this 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 is the first game we have a sample size of. They beat the Celtics. What if this is just a, a you know a harbinger for things to come? And all of a sudden, this team might actually look really good. And I don't know. I, I think everybody's always looked at this and said, if there was a divorce between Simmons and Embiid, they would probably leave Simmons out the door since Embiid is nicknamed the process. But I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something the other way around. No, I, I would I would it's very premature. No, I I, <laughs> I well that's full, that was full first take here. That was gonna be that was gonna be one of my you know kind of points here is that because all of these guys are fully extended moving forward, they have some time to make this decision. So they're gonna see how this season goes and and all of that. Of course, um, but but no, I don't think it's crazy at all or first takey at all or hot takey at all to wonder. What's the end game here with these guys? Because so if you have if you have <laughs> Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on the court together, and Ben Simmons refuses, still refuses out, he has as many three pointers this season as Javale McGee. So if Ben Simmons is outright refusing to shoot, there's no if. That's this is a fact though. I all mean, right, we can just so, say it. All right, yeah. the the fact that he as refu- he is refusing to shoot three pointers the way that he currently is. And you have Joel Embiid, who, yes, he can shoot three pointers, but that isn't the best use of his skill set. Like that's not how that's not how you want to use Joel Embiid. It's not. There's a very obvious issue in their fit together, and if they can get the most in return for Ben Simmons and or, or for for Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons and Al Horford can actually work together. I don't think that's a, a terrible road to to head down hypothetically. I don't I think I, don't I think their I think their fit is more like LeBron and Dwayne Wade's than it, than it is, you know, like just a bad fit. What I mean by yeah. that is LeBron and Dwayne Your Wade turn, were really turn. really good, but they weren't perfect, right? They right. weren't like the perfect complementary. There were some overlapping of of skill yeah, and they aren't LeBron whatever. James and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. But <laughs> I think it's a little bit like that. The the thing is, you say what is the end game here? Well, it might be a championship. It was almost a championship last year. Mm-hmm. So it might be a championship. It might be multiple championships. That's what makes Philadelphia. They might be man, it's the hard most to say the most I almost said that, but then I, there's a lot of interesting teams this year because there's a lot of They're teams that there. just have like major question marks. But they might be the most interesting team just in that I don't remember a team that had the more upside could win multiple championships starting immediately and downside. They might just be a bad fit and implode yeah. on themselves. Um, they're a really, really unique case of that. But I, I would still personally, I still think Philadelphia has a great team, and I, I don't think they need to itch to make a move like this summer or anything if it didn't pan out. That's my take. Yeah, I want to see them go through this season. I want to see how this season plays out. I really do. Uh, let's move on to so Cavaliers beat the Pistons, and obviously you had the the entire uh, slug life situation here with with Beeline. There's not much else to touch on. I, I thought the conversation. Tristan was, Thompson's 35 points, 14 rebounds, career high. The first time in his career he went over 30. So that, and that's then, a. And then on top of that, you had players from the Cavs kind of vouching for Beeline and saying, like, we wanted to kind of win this one and show that we are all on the same page and that we do believe that he just slipped up in, in his conversation. If the players have a problem with it, 
I don't really know what it is like where it's our spot to have a problem with what he said or or with his explanation of what he said. Agreed. Uh, I do want to talk about Russell Westbrook heading in, heading back into Oklahoma City, and the Thunder blowing the doors off of the Rockets, just just completely demolishing them. It wasn't close from the very get go. Adam, I want to offer you a hot take. Can I can I give you a hot take? Please. This is like this has kind of become the you know our show in general. But if the Thunder make the right move or moves heading down the stretch, would it shock you at all if? the Thunder beat the Rockets in a playoff series? Well, what's interesting is when you started that sentence and said if they make the right move, and I still kind of feel like the right move for them is something down the future. Like maybe Chris Paul has played himself into this untradeable contract, no think twice. He's a guy that could tilt the the title odds. Like So when yeah. you say that, my first thought is still, I thought the plan was to continue to build assets and look towards the future. But you're right. They have the best record in the Western Conference since Thanksgiving. That was like six holidays ago. They're 16 <laughs> and five. And this team is actually, and I mean this sincerely, Anthony, they're good. Yeah. They're actually a good team. And are they going to win a championship? Almost certainly not. But again, this gets into that that interesting little little point. If you're a team building around like Shea Gilgis Alexander, you still got a young Steven Adams. Maybe there's something to just having a good team that can go a round or two or maybe even three if you get really hot. Maybe there's something to building for win now because the pieces you have for the future are already in place. I would take OKC over the Rockets in a playoff series right now. Well, that'd be the most fun. That's that's like one of the best, you know, one of the best sort of like outcomes for just a narrative standpoint. It'd be a lot of fun. And what about the Clippers? Follow it up. Let's get the, the Chris Paul revenge tour. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick second here when we you come didn't back. Even, you didn't even mention Portland losing to Minnesota, so I'll just mention it really, really quickly. No Carl okay. Anthony Towns, Portland fighting for their lives in the Western. Every, 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 it seems like every week I get a little bit lower on Portland, and I was low to begin with. Why, why, why is anybody shocked that Portland, without an entire front court, like Hassan Whiteside isn't a front court. He's, not a, he's a good statistical you know, counting stat starting center, but he isn't a good NBA center anymore. I'll tell so you why, why is anybody Anthony? shocked that the, the Portland Trailblazers are tripping over themselves. Well, because right before we hit the record button, you were talking about how there's nobody good at the bottom of the Western Conference for that eighth seed. So it's not that I think that they're like this top six seed. It's just that, what, is it San Antonio? Memphis? Mem- Memphis might get that eighth seed over them. You're saying Nowlands? you thought Portland should be worse than, than than Memphis? Yeah, New Orleans is maybe? No, they're not really in the mix. <laughs> but that that's why. It's not about them being good. It's just that they're surprisingly bad. Yeah. All right, let's take a a quick second here. When we come back, look, Russ just headed into OKC, was welcomed with open arms, and it was really a cool moment, right? And look, for his entire career, you could make the argument no player, uh, maybe short of Kobe, because Kobe, they shared some space over the the same time frame, but no player other than Russ kind of represented a city or or an organization the way that Russ did. So we're going to try to figure out like who does that now. So let's take a, well, first we're going to talk about Kendrick Perkins and, and Kevin Durant. And then we're going to get to that. (laughs) We're going to get to that in the, uh, in segment three. All right, Adam, are you a boxing fan? Uh, yeah, I watch, I watch some boxing. Would it surprise you if I told you like I was a, at one point, semi-professional boxer yes 
Really? I, I would I would slap the heck out of you, Anthony. <laughs> don't bring this don't bring this in here. I mean, with how puffed up my face is, that, that it probably shouldn't shock you. <laughs> so tonight, for some reason, no reason whatsoever, coming completely out of left field. Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Durant decided to have it out and was probably what the, the most entertaining entertaining back and forth that took place the entire night. Yeah, I don't know if it's out of left field, though, Anthony. I mean, the backstory here yeah, is that Kendrick Perkins went on SportsCenter and said that Russell Westbrook is the greatest player in Oklahoma City <laughs> Thunder history. Um, I, which, well, you know, I, let me say, he's actually the yeah. best player to ever put on an Oklahoma City jersey. Yeah, that's that's where he gets himself into problems, right? Because you had Russell Westbrook, the greatest Oklahoma City Thunder player ever, right? That's that's the line Perkins should have used. Not the <laughs> okay. Best. Explain to me the difference because he played two more, one more year, one more year. The or is no, it well, he didn't two seasons, two seasons. He didn't leave to the team that that beat them, right? Oh, okay. You yeah, know? but that, so that that cancels out the legacy, huh? Well, we I, talk, I, we just we just talked a second ago about the the, the representing in an organization, right? Like sure. That's, I guess I, I guess it's interesting because if you said the greatest player, like to me that just that no, is that, the, void of all narrative. That's void of everything else. We're just talking about the yeah. greatest player, but you're sort of interpreting it different. That's that's where we're getting no, held up. Well, that's the thing, though, is that Perkins said it the way that he said it, and how would you say it? How, how would I say it? Yeah, if you're trying to make the point that Oklahoma City is the greatest, like no, you know, no, to the, the organization Russ, that Russ or whatever, the, that Russ is, I would say that Russ is the greatest, or or no, exactly. This it's is tough because they, none of them ever won, right? None of them ever won. So like, like right now, okay. LeBron James is probably the best player who has ever worn a Lakers jersey, right? Okay, is he the greatest Laker of all time? Okay, all right. Okay, that's that's the difference here. Is that like Perkins is saying that I don't even know about the first part of that, but I understand what you're saying. So yeah, but okay. but well, I, I guess Shaq is there, and then Kobe. Hey, know, like or... like prime Shaq. I mean, this, I love LeBron. I yeah. think he's still phenomenal. Yeah, but I don't know if this is prime LeBron. We'll find out. We'll probably find out. That, that's what's exciting about Le, about LeBron. Take the Laker part out. I'm curious to see if he still has prime LeBron in him for 16 games. Here's here's a better way to make that point. LeBron and AD is one of the best tandems ever to play in the NBA ever, right? But are they one of the I mean, greatest first, first pairings? Of all, probably, of... probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, but are they one of the greatest tandems? Like, we we, gotta, we haven't seen yet. They got to have some success, right? Yeah. Um, and then, and I think, I think, like, you know, to the point that we're going to make here in the next segment, Russ represented the Oklahoma City organization oklahoma city thunder organization in ways especially did, after i disagree i get it they both did, no, but we have they to we have to knock we have to knock. it wasn't like he wasn't there for a long time well, he was there knock, we have to knock kevin durant leaving the thunder for the team that knocked them out then knock, then knock him for it but it's still to me it doesn't make it's like keeping pete rose out of the hall of fame like it's, it, you can pretend we can, can pretend. No, I mean, like, what's wrong? What's wrong with KD being the second greatest all right, Thunder of all players? We're, not, of we're all just players. not going to agree on. That. He was by. He's by. <laughs> he's just so much better of a player, and he spent half of his career there. Okay, more. I mean, maybe more when it's all said and done. Wow. Breaking. Adam Mattis thinks that Kevin Durant is going to retire next month. Hey, he has <laughs> talked about that. KD might be a sneaky early retire. I would not be surprised if KD hung him up in like two, three years. 
I'd be surprised. Uh, he has he has way too much to prove. He's out here, and then and then he did, and then he unhangs him up, and then I can see <laughs> comes back wearing a four or five. I can see it all. <laughs> no, but I, all right. So Perkins starts this off by saying that that Russ uh, was the best. The Perkins KD beef, and we're talking about the Adam Anthony beef. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't shock anybody who's ever listened to the <laughs> show. But Kendrick Perkins says basically that. Russell Westbrook was the best player to have ever suited up for the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is objectively untrue, which is objectively false. That is not right, right? Okay, all right, let's keep going. Keep it moving, And then instead of of like kind of rethinking the way that he phrased it, he has since doubled down. Because he said it the exact same way he meant it. Like, he has exactly (laughs) what he meant to say. Kevin Durant had a problem with with what uh, Kendrick Perkins was trying to say, though. So let's just read these off. First, Kendrick Peck Perkins says, uh, Katie lost in the second round without Russ when I was there. So what does that mean? In response to Mark uh, Diamico, Diamico, who said, I think Russ walked right into the door, called second round of the playoffs three straight times. That was in response to Ken- Kendrick Perkins saying that Kevin Durant, by way Jeez, of leaving. you're doing this backwards. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I am. I am. Because it, it's, it's kind of confusing <laughs> when you're trying to replay Twitter. But uh, – Perkins basically was giving Russell Westbrook credit for walking through the door that Kevin Durant left open by way of leaving to Oklahoma City. Durant followed all of that up by saying, yeah, and our starting center at Kendrick Perkins averaged a whopping two and three during that series. That series (laughs) meaning their final series. You played hard, though, champ. LOL. Well, so, you already skipped around. We're supposed to do this. We talked when we did show prep. We talked about doing this round by round. You missed the the first round is the Perkins. KD lost in the second round mm-hmm. without Russ when I was there. I said so. That what just does that mean? Though. Yeah, so you just, just said that. That's the first round. We have okay. to score it. All right. So so first, in this said, first in this first swing back and forth, Perkins saying that uh, KD lost in the second round without Russ when I was there, and then KD saying, "Yeah, our our starting center at Kendrick Perkins." Averaged a whopping two and three during that series. You played though. You played hard though, champ. LOL. You played hard though, champ. Is an all time line. All time line. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Um, well, first of all, Perkins throwing KD under the bus started this whole thing. So if I have to, if, if we, it's important that we get this right. Yeah. Perkins went out of his way to call KD out by name uh-huh. or at least by initials, KD, and just throw him under the bus. Which here's the thing. I don't. I know a lot of people have problems with Perk or whatever. I, I don't really feel one way about Perk or not. You know, like I don't. I don't care. Like he's just. He's just this guy that exists. But it does seem weird to me that he went to the lengths to call out a former teammate in this way. Like to me, it's like it does make me question what is the motivation? Are you maybe just you know maybe he likes the attention? I don't know. He just so happens to be going on the jump tomorrow. <laughs> ratings 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 so, so kd clapping back he's one of the only players in the nba that routinely does this which i think is kind of like whatever really you don't like it i like it oh no 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 no. let me say this i love it yes but i also think it's really lame like okay. i like it like <laughs> watching a, a train wreck you know like <laughs> yeah i guess that's true like if i I'm I'm not gonna finish the line that i was gonna say there because like if i live the life that kd would should probably be living I would not ever be on Twitter. Ever. He's not living that life though. That's the thing about Katie, and it actually makes him really interesting. Yeah, but like no, he he it, he does have all those things, and he is at home checking his mentions and searching his name, and mm-hmm. 
you know, doing the burner thing. All right. But so, so if we're talking about this, Perkins, low blow. He threw out the sucker punch before mm-hmm. the bell even, you know, dunk. There he is throwing a, a cheap shot, um, biting the ear. Okay. Katie and- comes back, and his clap back was good. You, he put the numbers out two and three. <laughs> you play it hard though, champ. That's a, that's like that's a that's a great that's a knockdown. Yep. That's a dominant round. Yeah. I'm gonna score it. I'm gonna score it ten six. This was a very good first round for Kevin Durant. Yeah, this is the kind of round that like you it's hard to come back from. And if if what Perk did to call out the fight was a cheap shot, KD just let it be known that the gloves are off. This is <laughs> this is street brawl. We're going we're going for each other's throats here. So let's see. Yep. All right. So I I don't think my Twitter timeline is loading this up right. Uh but Perkins follows that up by saying, "Boy, stop. You did the weakest move in NBA history." Up on a team 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals. Then go join them the following season. Heart of a champion right there. Right? Do I have that yeah. right? Uh, per, uh, Kevin Durant follows that with a Well, first of all, let me say per- Perkins. Okay, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. All right. Um, not, not a knockdown, but, you know, he got a few good looks in. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. He's laying bare what everybody thinks, right? Like everybody, yes. this is the thing. This is, is the NBA point. players, this is analysts, the point nobody. He's he's just he's speaking truth. Now, is he the guy to deliver this message? Probably not. In fact, he's the worst messenger for this. Yeah. Like he's a former teammate. There's something sacred about that. You know, you could question why he's doing it, whatever. But he's still laying. He the truth hurts sometimes, and he's saying something that lots of people think. And Kevin Durant maybe like is more sensitive to. You know, it'd be a fun exercise. Hmm. Going through the likes of that tweet from Kendrick Perkins, right? This tweet specifically, and how many NBA players like that tweet? Ooh, I'd be curious. That'd be a fun one. Uh, Durant cu- follows that up with a sloth yawning. I think I give this round to Kendrick Perkins ten nine. Uh, I think so. I think so too. Sloth yawning—that's not that great. But there is another line. Katie followed it up. Uh, Katie follows it up with week is starting at center playing real minutes with no production should have worked on your skills as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Perkins follows. Yeah, that's weak. I mean, that's uh, like, okay, swing and a miss. Yeah. Perkins follows that with that's fine. You worked three hard. exclamation points. You got to put the explanation, three exclamation points. Three expl- yeah. So it's like three jab that's spots. Fine. That's fine. That's, that's that. like, like, like three jab spots. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you you worked that hard and still had to go join a seventy three and nine team. Truth be told, you don't even feel like a champ. You have a hard like time. a real champ. Like yeah, a real champ. You have a hard time sleeping at night, uh, knowing that you took the coward way out. Mm. So remember earlier when I said that it's a tough round to come back from when when KD starts going with the two and three during that series. Mm-hmm. You know how you come back from that? Mm. Calling a dude a coward. He he might have he might have been disqualified with this punch. <laughs> this might <laughs> this might have been both a great knockout punch, but also a disqualification. So this is one of those rounds where like the referees look back and it's like, wait, you were freezing your tape. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so who uh, do you have winning this entire bout? Back and forth. How did how did uh, this go? I think we all did. Like, <laughs> I think both of those guys lost and we all won. Like this is this is great content. Look. Everybody talks. If people love the thing, I, my least favorite thing about how we talk about basketball on on Twitter, which is its own little micro bubble, right? That does, yeah. It's not the real world. But the way we talk about it is this whole sacred, like, oh well, 
you never played, you can't say anything about these players because you never played the game or, oh, that's such a blog boy thing to say or, or Twitter boy thing to say this or that. These guys are saying what the blog boys say or what, what, what's yeah. your like Joe Blow idiot or whatever is screaming at these guys. They're saying the exact same stuff and that's part of what I like about it. Yeah. This this take that people sometimes talk about being like, um, you know, oh, th- th- that's such a dumb take or lump take, whatever. Pe- the players are saying this to each other, man. Mm-hmm. The KD thing, and there's something true to it. Look, players really do, and I think even Kevin Durant secretly sort of feels dissatisfied with how that whole Warrior situation. I mean, he's talked about this. Yeah. He's talked about he thought he was going to be crowned when he knocked off LeBron, but instead everybody just kind of brushed that aside. Kendrick Perkins just putting it out out there for everybody else. So I they both lost. We all won. I agree with Everything you said there, this is the first time in, in human history. I have to take a quick second to to gather my thoughts here because I am so put off at the fact that I agree with you so thoroughly. <laughs> uh, when, we, <laughs> when we come back, we're going talk... to disagree in this next part. <laughs> when we come back, I'm going to yell at Adam Adis for his thoughts on which players best represent the teams they currently play for. So over the last, what have we done this for? Like four or five weeks now? We've been doing this about a month. Sounds like it. Sounds right. Feels Again, like it. It, you didn't fact check, so I mean, for sure, whatever. Just throw it. We've been doing this for 12 years. Let's go. <laughs> for the last 365 weeks, we have been power ranking various aspects of the NBA. And uh, we have done uh, players that you no, most we trust. This. this is my list. Okay. Adam has done and I have reacted to. Uh, <laughs> and you have pointed out how terrible the list is, sometimes accurately so. We have done just your traditional power rankings where <laughs> we talked about Team X is feeling the best about they the, the way that they were in that current situation or whatever. We have talked about players, the most clutch players or whatever. Since then, Nikola Jokic is, is hit oh. yet another game. Oh, winner. actually, can we ask about this? No. I had him fourth. I'm at, no, we were going back. I had him fourth. <laughs> Where is he now on your personal ranking after hitting yet another game winner this year? Three and a half. <laughs> all right, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, it depends on who all you had ahead of him. I already forgot. Uh, but this too. time... We are going to talk about the players that best represent the teams that they currently play for. There are, are you know, in the in. We I, I are thought you cur- said people. I didn't know you said players. So just be prepared. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so is James Dolan? James Dolan going to be one? It's number ten, James Dolan. <laughs> number ten. I mean, it's. Dead serious about this, right, Anthony? No, if I, I tell you Knicks, one. the first person you think of is James Dolan. <laughs> he repre- he embodies that organization. Doesn't it have he has to be one. If he's on this list, he has to be one. <laughs> like if you talk about like everything that we identify Knicks fans with, right? Uh outsized he, ego, yeah. like unearned uh <laughs> un- unearned arrogance. Uh, just ineptitude. Like if we were to just Anthony, like, Anthony, Anthony. What do you know the difference between the Lakers and the Knicks? <laughs> yeah, the Lakers Le- have won. 
LeBron um, James didn't want to play for the Knicks, man. That's, yeah, why do you think that is? So again, we are what, trying to identify is closer to Hollywood. No, it's because James Dolan is like just outright is terrible. He's number ten. He's number ten. Part <clears throat> All right, because give me it was give me your explanation for why he's number ten and not number one. Because he's not a player. Like right. it, it just you had to weigh something. So All right. All right. All right. It was it was it was barely within the spirit of the of the of the question here <laughs> it's of the great. ranking. It's great also, that you included it. I like it. Can we can we also just say that the reason we like doing this power ranking at the end of the week is because power rankings are the single dumbest tradition in all of sports media. <laughs> like they literally don't mean anything. It's just somebody's opinion about something. Adam, so Adam, Jake, Adam, we're not trying to give away secrets of the industry on the air. That's right. Number <laughs> number nine, this one will surprise you because I, I fear it is a little lower than you might expect. All right. Giannis Attentacumpo. Wow. That is Can way I get, lower. I, I didn't get, think he would be very high, but I, he's pretty low. Giannis is, in in so many ways, bigger than the Bucks, and almost feels weirdly representative of his own thing, more more so than representative of the team. At least more so than the people ahead of him. In my, it, I, I, I don't. Know. I know that's weird. I know it's a weird log- logic that doesn't wholly make sense. But, mm-hmm. but no, I, I I wonder how much of Giannis's like ranking in your list has to do with the fact that like every time he comes up in a conversation about the NBA, it's how can he go to a bigger market. It's really too bad that that's how like that's the direction that everything his coverage has gone in. It and I say mm-hmm. this as a Laker fan who would love to have Giannis on on the Lakers. I, I I think it's really too bad the direction or the way that he is covered right now. Let Milwaukee have their great player. Let him identify. Let him be identified as a Milwaukee Buck over the over the course of his career. And if not, yeah. go to the Lakers. But but still, like like whatever. Like let him let let. Small markets have their great players. I don't see why it's that difficult for, for the Ant- national Ant- media. Anthony Irwin, advocate of the small market. You know, number eight. I've, we've long said this. We have long said uh, this. Number eight. This one, my list, is, I, I always admit my list is not great. But my number eight is especially not great. Pat Riley. I think Pat Riley. Huh. Think about Miami. When you think of, when I just tell you Miami, you think flash. You think like some sizzle. Maybe you think party, this or that. Pat Riley has that organization being the most like serious, intense, you know, just yeah, pinching people's bellies in the hallway to make sure they're not too fat, you know, like Pat Riley, the the, the Miami Heat are Pat Riley. Pat Riley is the Miami Heat. I agree, and has been for three different iterations of it now. Do you remember like being young enough to just sweat out a hangover? Uh, yeah, sure. That was fun. I feel like that's it. That's that's my like the Miami Heat's entire. Uh, sweat out your hangovers. I like yeah, that. like just like sweat out. Like <laughs> the slogan. Like, the the best way to get this out of you is just go through a tough ass workout and work work really... hard, party hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, who's number seven? Brad Stevens. You... If, and here's what's funny about it. If I told you like who is the face of the Celtics, would you say Tatum? Would you say Brown? No, I'd probably say Ainge. Man, see to me it's Brad Stevens. Like I I just to me he's the golden boy. He's the, he. I don't know. He he represents. He represents what I would guess. What I would call Celtics exceptionalism. I I guess that's why they have an inherent ceiling to them, right? Like, are we? Am I allowed to make that point? Like, if we're if we're do talk- they? I mean, you could make it, but I I don't know if I agree with it. What wins? Are you talking about this season? Are you talking no, what, about this season? What wins championships? Superstars or like really good coaches? 
<laughs> it could be. I mean, obviously, superstars are more important. But are we pretending that coaches haven't had legacies of but, like but being no, I, Bill well, Jackson, not a not a, like but, a coach? But what I'm saying there? though is that like if if the face of your organization is a coach, that's an inherently lower ceiling than the face of your organization being the superstar. Well, he's not the last coach on this list, so oh, buckle boy. up. All Number right. six, Luka Doncic. I think this is going to be a fast riser. Yeah, this is a fast riser. It but is an the early Boy, one. Yeah, a little early, a little early. I like but, it, but um, for definitely when you think Dallas Mavericks, you just it's Luca, it's his team. I mean, it's his, he owns it as much as just about anybody, especially given how young he is. Do you think he's a a larger face of that franchise than Mark Cuban? Yes, yes, I do. Already um, it, it, within this context, yes, of course, because Luka Doncic is a true star. I mean, you look at the look at the All Star voting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already way yeah, up there again. That's, he's that's a great twenty point. years old, so. I think there's no doubt about it. Obviously, Mark Cuban, again, we're doing the like Westbrook KD thing. Cuban, the longer body of work as the face of the as one of the faces of the Mavs. But this current moment, this is Luca's world. Do you think how high do you think that gets next year? Looking at some of the he's definitely gonna cross one person on this list, maybe two. So I could see him I could see him in the, in the top five. Top yeah, I could see that. All I right. think he's look, I mean, he's set in Dallas for a long time and he's he's a premier player, both in terms of intrigue and marketability and talent. Yep. I agree. All right, what's next? Who's next? James Harden. We're in the top five. The dirty five here. James Harden number five. In ways both good and bad, mostly bad. <laughs> I was going to say, like, <laughs> look, man, when you think of the Houston Rockets, you think of like begrudging uh, who, greatness. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. The most annoying, like unrootable, unlikable. Look, I'm trying. I, I can be objective about this. I think James Harden's incredible. I think yes. what he does. I'm one of the people that thinks that what he is doing and has done for several seasons has gone underrated because of how unique and incredible it is. That dude's annoying. So is Houston, the Houston Rockets, like organization. <laughs> I mean, they have some fans that really lean into it. I mean, he's 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 the face of it. He's the beard of it. Yeah i i might have I might have actually put him higher <laughs> for the simple fact of like oh these the four and top men are locks now. You Rushmore. you have to uh, give James Harden his due. You have to give the Rockets their due over the last like four or five years. They have been probably like the fourth best organization over the last four or five years, probably since acquiring Harden. Like you have to give them their due. There's also major reasons not to give the Rockets their due, like larger picture success. And there's major reasons not to give Harden his due. He goes about playing the game in a pretty bastardized way. So like, yeah. It's it's just a perfect fit. It's, it's you you admire Harden the way you admire like your boss's photos of his vacation. Like oh that looks nice. Yeah that was oh amazing. That was lovely. <laughs> We've done way too much agreeing on the show. All right, what's next? <laughs> I must be really wrong then. Um, <laughs> these four are locks, Anthony. You can't. You might disagree with the order, but you cannot disagree with who there is. All right, number four is Greg Popovich. He is the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, he is the one. for ways both good, like if we're talking about legacy, and maybe even ways. Although I don't think limiting. I think the, I think the Spurs are better than people think. They do this every year. They start slow. They build towards something very, very competitive. Mm, but build, anyway, Greg Popovich, the face. They build towards mediocrity. Like I, I, we got to stop giving five championships. Five championships. Same amount as the Lakers over the last twenty years. How many championships since thirty uh, Tim, years? How how many uh, championships since uh, Tim Duncan retired? Same since as many as uh, Kobe Bryant retired for the Lakers. Right. But like the Lakers are looked as a laughing stock. And the one Spurs was 2014, are... just a couple years ago. You remember that? It went <laughs> way back in a whole other decade. <laughs> <laughs> All 
how did pop three point shot back in 2010 i can't remember how'd pop do in these uh these last uh global games how'd that go global games is that what they were calling you i forgot the world cup uh, all right. Number three, we got to keep yep. it moving. Number yeah. number three, Steph Curry. Now, he these are power rankings. He does take a little bit of a hit for the fact he's that not he's playing. not playing. So he takes a little hit. But come on, Steph Curry, he's representative of the Bay, the Warriors, the current era of the of basketball. He's the face of the Warriors as much as anybody. Can't believe uh, he took Sam as far as Faniari's spot in this in this conversation. <laughs> he is mere no sam is merely a prophet curry <laughs> curry the god curry <laughs> I, i'll say i i think it's really a bummer like if we talk if we talk about like legitimate bummers this season i think it's really a bummer that we didn't get to see steph in full i don't give a bleep mode i am just out here to try and get this team as far as i can get them like i, I really wish we could have seen that this year so that you know the people who have yelled at me over the last four or five years that he is somehow the best player. The New York Times is like saying he's a player of the decade. If if you're gonna make that case to me, I want to see it beyond. All right, I, it's too bad we aren't gonna see him this season. Okay, yeah. Um, number number two, number two, Joel Embiid, the man nicknamed himself the process. The process. Yeah. He is he. This is what's so interesting about the Simmons and Beat thing. And part of me, the most like, you know, evil part of me, really does kind of hope that, you know, if he misses three weeks, the 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 76ers just don't lose for those three weeks. And it's like, <laughs> oh wow, look at this amazing team. <laughs> look how good they are. I'm here for that too. I'm 100 percent here for that too. Because you can't trade the process, right? Like, if somebody, if if LeBron James nicknamed himself Showtime, it'd be like, damn, but you know. Of course, you're not going to trade him anyway. Actually, yeah. that's what that's what Kuzma should have done. He should have nicknamed himself Showtime because you do not trade Showtime unless you want to curse yourself. We're going to wake up tomorrow and he's going to trademark Showtime. Kuzma will. <laughs> Show, trademark <laughs> Joel, I, Joel Embiid, though, man. He, I, I, do you agree with that one? I think Embiid. I, I would have I I put Curry. I would have put Curry ahead of him, but since Curry's hurt, well, I I, I think I still would have put him even behind Pop. Actually, mm, mm. yeah. Where are you at next? Number one. Damian Lillard, Damian, another guy that, you know, who knows, maybe could be headed for a divorce and it'd be weird. Just picture right now, Damian Lillard in another jersey. Don't say Lakers, just just a random jersey. It feels weird, right? Some guys, it feels weird to envision them in something else. And he's one of them. Uh, He is a Portland trailblazer to me. Yeah, I hope he retires with Portland. I hope Portland puts a better team around him moving forward. Uh, The one thing I, I will say like this isn't about Lillard specifically, but we've seen this thing now with with, with Love, and there was a column earlier this week uh, that that this isn't what Damian Lillard signed up for. No, man. Like when you sign the con- when you sign the kind of extension <laughs> that those guys signed for, that is what you, you sign up for. Whatever the hell the organization goes through next, like so um, within within yeah, reason. Yeah, I don't know. Within reason. I don't know. Like I it's not. Know. Yeah. Like. Love signed his extension after LeBron left. What the hell did he think he yeah. was getting himself into? Yeah, Love, I agree. Dame, I think there's a level of, Unlocked. you know, the organization there's, there's is... There's a lack of luck. Some, there's some l- bad luck there, but there's also a, a level of, you know, the organization has always put us in position to make moves. Yeah. And, and so you trust them. And even sometimes they make a move and it's like, okay, you know, white side, I don't agree with it. But all right, let's see. These guys have... You know, I just... I, yeah. I do think there's something to... 
I just trust those guys to do their job and I'm going to do my job. Yeah. And there's something kind of cool about that. Like, it's funny, Anthony, because you're so in the mind frame of players also being GMs that it's interesting that you're blaming a guy for basically not doing that and just stepping back and saying, let's see what you got. Oh, now that you bake the cake and it sucks. Now you should walk out. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, the the problem though is that like the the guys should or shouldn't actually Lillard especially right because he signed the supermax. He's taking okay. up what thirty five. Yeah, I just it would be weird to me if um if he asked out like if he pulled a Kevin Love and started saying oh never mind this isn't what I signed up for that to yeah. me it would be a little bit different. Yeah, it no. would be, it would be like. And the point, and the point worth making here is that he isn't doing that, right? Like that's. I'm just saying, like I just saw, I saw the column, and I and I, I kind of, kind of was taken aback by it because, I think to a certain extent, when you sign up to be 35 percent of your team's cap space, the 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 amount of money, the the amount of money is is it doesn't matter to me as as much. But when you sign up to be that much of your team's cap space, you kind of sort of sign up to be what that team becomes. You're a large part of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you though, Adam. Uh, I'm disappointed in myself. Who Nowhere on this list was Alex Caruso and I'm not okay Who? with that. Oh, Ku- oh, Kuzma or Caruso. Who's your favorite one now? Uh, did it Jared, change? Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley. Oh, it's sure. Dudley. Okay. We have yeah. the same body type, you know, it just kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, no, I, I like your list. I like the concept of it. Do you think, last thing before we go out of here, before we get out of here, do you think this is a a type of power ranking or a conversation that is just going to fall by the wayside as a result of this player movement era. No, I think there's going to be players that do stay. I don't know who those will be. Hopefully Nikola Jokic, but I do think there's going to be some (laughs) players. Look, man, Westbrook's ovation tonight was special and it was neat and it was legit. And you know, Kevin, and it's funny to contrast that on a night when we're talking about Kevin Durant and this feud because the two things are so perfect, right? You had one player that sort of stayed and was loved and didn't win the championship but was loved and gets this ovation and gets to keep that connection presumably for life. And then you have another one that went and won the championships but is miserable and people are talking trash. His own peers are talking trash about him. Like, These things will – I don't know if they'll go back and forth. But there is like there's there's weight to these that I think were unforeseen five six years ago, and they're going to continue to play out in interesting ways. I agree completely. This is weird. This we're is gonna, weird. What a bizarro episode. Yeah, we're gonna have to get out of here before. Like, I feel gross. I got to go take a shower. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> have a great rest of your week, everybody. Adam and I will talk to you next Friday.